not the footy show. I want to start with the whole we're not going to call ourselves St. George or Laura anymore thing. It's just a bit mm-hmm. of a – you heard about that, didn't you? Yeah. Um, just as a bit of an indication of, you know, they're really addressing the important things at Dragonland. Yeah. G'day everybody, welcome to episode 277 of Not The Footy Show, I'm Warwick Nicholson, you've got Rob Cox over there on the screen as well, and to kick off our team, not by team, because we won't do every team, kick off our look at our deep dives in the 2023 season even, it's going to be St George Dragons mate, because we can't call them the St George Illawarra Dragons anymore apparently, because marketing, um, it forbids us spreading our team too thinly over a model. Is that official? Is that official now? Are they well, have they dropped the St. George Illawarra Dragons? It's funny you say that because a couple of years ago, uh, four or five years ago, they changed the logo online. Did you remember this? Yep. They they got rid of the, so. um, the the badge that said St. George Illawarra and it was just a more cartoon version of the dragon. Yeah, I do remember that. And yeah. the reason given at the NRL at the time was that the image was too hard to replicate on the app if they kept it as the shield with the detailed dragon in the middle. That was the reasoning. Right. Okay. Uh, so that's why you don't see the dragon as prevalent on the NRL um, app, etc. And then yep. they sent this questionnaire out to their members, if there are any left, uh, saying, "Would you, if we had to change the name of the team, what would you like? and a bunch of options they had. And one of the options they had was the Dragons, mm. which last time I checked is a big issue that the poor old Redcliffe team is going to have because they're not Redcliffe. They can't be called Redcliffe. The, we can't have them be called the, Redcliffe. The, the Dolphins. The, you know. So now we've got two teams from the if the Dragons ended up becoming the Dragons. Mm. And what I th- thought was very interesting about that was that there was a, when that story broke, there was a news release put out by the Dragons. And that's how they refer to themselves in the whole news release. The dragons. That's the dragons. There was right. no St. George and there was no Illawarra. Funnily mm. enough, it was the release about Talatau Moni getting held <laughs> up in jail. Mm. But I did find the timing very interesting. And so I guess before we dive too deeply into how the team's going to go and we think of their roster, would, you're, a, you're a Saints man originally. You weren't an Illawarra yeah. man. No. How do you think this whole St. George Illawarra split slash joint venture has been handled from both sides in the last 20 odd years that it's been around? That's 25, 24 years, I think, this year. You know what? I, I, I When it happened, when it first happened, the, the joint venture, there was always murmurings from the Illawarra fans, you know, either they aren't wearing the, the Illawarra jersey enough or, or that straight red jersey they got. You know, we don't, you know, we feel like we're outsiders. And I think that's very, very much quietened down, except mm-hmm. for the real parochial, hardcore Steelers fans that think somehow they're going to come back. Um, I just I just don't understand it now. I would have understood it five years ago, ten years ago. I just don't understand it now. They've, they've won a comp. Um, As in Georgia Lawara. Yeah. Yep. Georgia Lawara. Um, they they are basically based in Wollongong. Correct. They play a few games a year in in Cogra. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's obviously probably just some old heads at at, at 
uh, you know, at Colgra that that want to. I, th- I think just let it be. I, I I hate it when traditions change. I'm not mm. really into big. I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I didn't particularly like the the um, you know, the amalgamation of two clubs in the beginning. But now that it's been going for what, what year did it come in? Ninety nine was the first season. Ninety nine. So it's nearly 25 years, you know. A long time. Just leave it. Just yeah. leave it. The, you know, when marketing when marketing departments start making decisions like this, ask Manly how their marketing department went last year. Yeah. You know, just ask them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, marketing departments should be all about making money but not messing with tradition. I say leave it alone. I say they're the St. George Illawarra Dragons and that's the way it should stay. The mentality and, is that they change it to the dragons and it attracts more people. That's the mentality coming from marketing. It doesn't. It's insanity. It doesn't. All it does, I'll tell you what it does do. When you don't when you don't attach to a locale, what it does do, it opens you up to pissing off to Perth. <laughs> Ooh, Perth that's dragons. what it opens Hello. That's, well, that's what it opens up to. I mean, oh, they're not real they're not really who are they? Oh, they they don't really have a home. Are they Cogra? Are they Wollongong? They don't even really want to be part of Wollongong. Why don't we ship them off to Perth? Mm. Hold on to your, hold hold on to your, your fans. Hold on, embrace your fans. Hold on to your locale. Make it tribal. Could you imagine Manly ever going to Perth? Yeah, I know. Me, me, you know. Can you imagine Manly going to Gosford? Oh, wait, they, they tried that. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and what happened there? And destroyed North in the process. <laughs> and they annoyed everybody. Uh, you know? I. I find it funny that when you've got a team that is so synonymous with being called Saints or the Red V or Dragons or whatever you like, that they think that there's a monumental shift to attack new people by getting rid of Illawarra. It's insanity. It's just Illawarra needs to be in the name of that team forever because that's who supplies the players to that team for a start. And uh, the fans down there don't deserve to be treated like this, especially when this went out to members. This went out yeah. to members. It wasn't just a, oh, we'll put it out in the media and see what reaction it gets. See what it went reaction, to members yeah. first. So you actually deliberately offended your people that are half your club or all It's your offensive. I, I, I don't like it. It's offensive. Um, I, I think that and – I, and, I, and I actually do think – I'll bring it up. I said it before, but I, I actually do think they should wear the, the all-red jersey oh, a little bit more often. It should be um, the, not saying should, every time it gave in Wollongong should be wearing wearing the Steeler knockoff and well, every game of Cogra. Look, I think it should be. I think that they should be wearing that red all red jersey at least two or three times a year. Um, and when they get to play in retro round, it should be with that old Steelers jersey uh, because they they really don't tip their hat enough to the to no, the locality of Wollongong. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, and I think they should do more often. But look, th- that's all just window dressing. That's all, that's a distraction. You know, this is surely you want to look at the quality of the team you put together because that New South Wales Cup is yours, Cotsmith. I've I don't been betting they're gonna, they're horrible, they're not even gonna win that, mate. They're, they're... Okay, I sent you a list of the, the roster, and yep. um, I really struggled to come up with a starting pack in the front row and uh, your bench because you've got just a lot of just pure averageness. And it's so yep. much so that I can't even say that the joke I've been running with, that you're going to win the New South Wales Cup, it's not going to happen either because there's, there's just such a lack of quality, especially in the forward pack. Look, look the, here's the, <sighs> the biggest problem for me, mate. 
And I, I don't know if I can blame blame Coach Griffin, mm. but I'm going to because he's overseeing it all, is th- that their recruitment has been diabolical. They're That's buying old time. blokes. They're, being, they're buying old blokes, you know, and the Tigers went through this a few years ago, buying yep. old blokes. doesn't figure out. It, it, it's not an old bloke's game. Mm-hmm. Rugby league is not an old man's game. But this is this... This uh, team of yours that you've written here and, and you've grabbed it from their top 30, yeah. um, mate, if this is their team, and, and there can't be anything else because this is all they've got. <laughs> it's all they've got. They ain't making the top 10. No. They'll be lucky to make the top 12. The top 12. Let, let, let me go through it. I'll, okay, before I'll, you I'll do that, through. just quickly before you do that, let's quickly mm-hmm. announce who they've gained and lost because that's important to influence this. So Ben yep. Murdoch Masilla is your big name forward. Yes. And Jacob Little is your big name playmaker. That's There's it. also Zane, Zane Musgrove as oh, well. Oh, Musgrove. Yeah, sorry. Who who came in at yeah, the end of last, back in last year. year. So that's three. You got you got three players adding and you're farewelled. Andrew McCullough, Josh yep. McGuire, Tarek Sims. Yep. They're big yep. three losses. They're, they're three. They're significant yeah. parts of what your team was. And, and let's Jackson not forget. Ford, Jack Gorski, yep. George Burgess, and um, Pawasa Thomasili. So yeah. you've lost a lot. Yeah. And before. The same thing. Be, yeah. So so the team, yep. you know, in prob- probably their best team here um, would be Tyrell Sloan at fullback. Uh, Matt Finai on one wing, uh, Moses Suli and Zach Lomax in the centres, Michaeli Ravalawa on the other wing, Talatai Moan. We won't know how much game time he's going to get this year yep. at 5'8. Ben Hunt, and captain captain and halfback. Uh, front row is a Blake Laurie and Francis Molo. Hooker at this stage would probably be Jaden uh, Sullivan to start yep. off with. Jaden Sewer and Jack Bird in the back row and Jack DeBellon at 13. And then that leaves, you know, that, that, and I think that's a pretty, pretty, I think that's pretty much set in stone because there's mm. not a lot, not a lot, of, lot of other options here. And there aren't too many options in the outside backs, but no. let me just go through the proposed bench that you've yep. tossed up, which would be Zane Musgrove, Aaron Woods, Cody Ramsey, uh, Moses Embi. Um, now, if that's the team, and, and look, I, I tend to agree with that team for the most part, your big name signing signings, Masilla and Little, don't make that seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess some some you know some glass half full people say, oh, but it just adds to the the strength of the the um, extras. Well, let me t- let me go through the extras. Go the extras and there's really only there's cool. there's really only one or two here who have got first grade experience, and so we've got Billy Burns, Tyrell Fua Maono, uh, Tauto Moga, Max Fenai. Jacob Little, Ben Murdoch Masilla, Michael Mollo, Jaden Hunt, Nick Louis Tosso, Connor Mulhaisen, mm-hmm. Josh Corrick, Sione Fanau, Jackson Sherib, Hayili Fanau, Dan Russell, Ryan Couchman, Toby Couchman, and Trey Stewart. Good luck if you know more than half of those guys because and I Josh know Kerr more is than the other one. And Josh Kerr, we, we forgot Josh I've Kerr. I've got at him before, who, yeah. Who would probably, in my opinion, be on the bench sooner than Cody Ramsey. Um, but I know that you put this t- together, you know, 
at, at late notice. And it's more, um, it's more. Do they adjust like some teams are doing, where you carry an outside back and you carry your yeah. hooker on your bench, like some teams mm. have been doing? Anyone yeah. that thinks that that team is is impressive Got needs to put issues. down the needs to put down the water pipe oh. and stop using it daily um, because those drugs will hurt your mind. Um, I, I think, I think it's, I think it's loaded with old blokes, um, and I'm not even talking about real good old blokes. Mm. I'm, I, I've got to say it for what I think, mate, and, and I'm not being one of those crazy St George fans because I'm, I'm almost at the point now where I just, I don't even tell anyone who I go for. Yeah, exactly. kind of, it's, it's a little embarrassing, but when you sign. When you sign the likes of and and look, I've, I've got stuck into Woodsy a few times. Yeah, at least he still has a bit of a go. Yeah, but he's certainly passed his best. Yeah, the game's passed but, him in terms of him being an effective middle anymore. But but look, unfortunately, the Tigers got rid of Jacob Little because he he had a history of not performing and getting injured. Hmm. More than worse than not performing because you can, you know, some players get through go through their their playing career not performing at the highest level, but being consistent and always being there. And, you know, every club needs those kind of players. Jacob Little gets injured too. Mm. He, he He's had some, you know, season-ending injuries year after year after year after year, usually leg injuries. Yeah. Um, you know, Saints have thought it was a great idea to sign him. Well done. Uh, ben Murdoch Masilla. Jeez, I don't know how old Ben is, but... He was his best last year, and he wasn't wasn't effective at all. He looked he looked overweight. He's, he just the his best years were him. seven years ago. His best years best were in years were, yeah, and um, yeah. and Musgrave's yeah. another another bench rotation player. Yeah, I didn't I, mind what I saw from last year. He was okay, but yeah, I thought he was all right last year. I, I don't think he's the worst signing that. Griffin's made, but mm. there, there is a problem at St George attracting players, and there has there has been since Bennett left. Yeah. There's a problem at St George attack, attracting players, and St George Illawarra, sorry, attracting players. <laughs> I was going to say, is it because they're mentioned as part of Illawarra, and people just go, "I don't like Illawarra," <laughs> dropping off the name, terrible. It might be the other way around, mate. Um, you know, if you've got a choice to live in in uh, in beautiful, the beautiful south south coast or Cogra. I know, I know where I'm, I'm living. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down the coast. Um, but, yeah, mate, look, very unimpressive team. I don't think, you know, I just – I look at a team and I and I say to myself, if I was building a, if I was building a team now, who would I want out of this team? Who would I want? Mm. And I reckon there's about two players that I'd want, and Ben Hunt ain't one of them. Um I like when he's playing really, really well. I like the look of Jaden Sewer. Mm. Um, and to be fair, I, I probably like the look of Moses Suli. Yeah, one of one of it's coaches. Funny signings. you don't have Lomax there, and I'm the same. There's something about Lomax and his nah. inability to be disciplined. No. He, he just screams that he's just out for what he can do, rather than I'm not. Team. And at this I've, point, I haven't seen. I haven't seen too much that's impressive. Um, or not enough for me to really take too much notice. But I'll, I'll tell you, Jaden Sullivan can be exciting as well, but we'll see what he does. Well, let's uh, let's talk about him. Let's talk yeah. about him because he's the key. He's the key in this whole setup that Griffin's gone with. Three months ago, 
when you still thought McCullough might be a chance coming back and then they re-signed Ben Hunt, the word was that Sullivan wanted to leave. That, that was the word. He wanted out. We touched on this in Recruitment Whisperers, which was, well, hang on, if you stick around, mate, you know, within 12 months you might be playing halfback. Well, mm. not only that, he's now looming to me as the first-choice hooker. I actually like this more than any other potential move for Saints this coming season because it's something different. And you touched on before about the lack of ability to recruit players and the like. What stunned me about you talking about Jacob Little being let go by the Tigers and Saints signing him, which was, why didn't Saints go after Appy Coruscant? <laughs> like, Probably Appy wanted too much cash, mate. Well, you know. you got to pay for the players. Yeah, exactly. How do you improve your team? Because yeah. that's one area that they just needed something. They're playing Josh McGuire there at times last year. I, I like what he has about him that could reinvigorate this team. I think he might actually give Ben Hunt something to play with, which he hasn't had for a while at Saints, where he's just been the only guy. The question, though, becomes about Talatau Amone, which is if he's got this charge on him and he was in jail, or in, sorry, he was locked up for a little bit. I think he's out now. But how much football does he play if he's deemed to have brought the game in disrepute and that whole stand-down uh, policy? Well, it's, it's, the stand-down policy is the one that's going to get him. And what happens what to Jaden Sullivan then? That's the, uh, well, he plays six. Does that stuff you up if you're Dragons? Because that means you've got to play Little or Mumbai at nine, don't that's, you? That's well, that that's exactly what it means. It means oh. that that Mbai then goes from being your utility to probably your number one nine. Yeah, uh, and he's there's there's almost no other team in the comp that would have him playing nine. You but know, that's his, um, that's his best spot for the Saints. I think it's correct. his best spot for the Saints. But but oh. is it okay? But but to 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 extend upon what I said before, can you imagine any other team in the comp playing playing M by at nine? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I, look, I the biggest fear is that Amon doesn't play. Yeah. Okay. And Sullivan plays six. I would rather I'd rather Sullivan earn his spot in the halves than be than than kind of. Just go straight in there by default, but he can't help how he gets it. Yeah. Um, but I think he'll learn more playing playing nine in the beginning, um, and really just letting Ben Hunt make the calls than ha- having to be that that kind of organizer as well. Um, so I think, mate. I, look, I, I I don't hold great I don't hold great hopes for Saints this year, and I certainly don't hold great hopes for Griffin mm. beyond this year. Um, mm. Coaching. Um, well, he's got a big he's, decision. Yeah, sorry. I, I was just going to say he's kind of proven, in my mind, why why Gus got rid of him at Penrith. Yeah, and, and he, Gus must have had an insight into what he thought about recruiting. There must isn't there someone at Saints that oversees these recruitments? It was Shane Flanagan. And says, The whole time he was apparently the recruitment guy and he's sitting on Fox Sports pining for a new job. It's one of the great things. And the reason he didn't get called out for it was because he was on Fox. His mates looked after him. Yeah, the, the recruitment's been very, very soft. I, 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 and I'm saying that without inside knowledge as to who's been available and mm. whatnot and how much Saints wanted to spend. But, you know, the, 
these guys that they've got in their extended in their extended squad, there can't be too many of these blokes that are over a hundred grand. Mm. So when you've got that many, you know, if, with all due respect, but when you've got that many Nevilles in the top thirty, there must be some coin left over to buy a couple of big players it's to cool. buy. Here's where it's going. Here's where it's going. Ben Hunt, we know, is over a million. All right. Lomax and Beyond High, probably on seven, I'd say at least. They they massively overpaid him. Francis Molo signed for like 500 to be a bench rotation prop from the Cowboys. Sue would be on big coin because I got him from South. Bird would be on a big deal. Oh, I the don't Bellin know Bird's on a, that much. The Bellin would be on a, still on the a Bellin, big deal. Yeah. Then you got, what do they pay Woods? I don't know. Moses Sully, they got Can't from, be that much. They got from Manly. They probably paid him well. And then you got all the money yeah, for they... the other players who had all this promise that who, know, who knows how much they paid Cody Ramsey, who knows how much they're paying guys like uh, Sloan, Ravalawa even. Mm. I don't, like, mm. It all adds up. And that's the problem when you've got a team that's middling is that you're already spending heaps on these five or six players at the top. Mm. You haven't got the wiggle room to sign the chorus yeah. outs, I guess. So then you've got to rely yeah. on the guys coming through. And this is where I wanted to talk about a couple of things, which is... Who I, I've got Sloan there at fullback because I think he offers more to what could be their attack for Saints than what Ramsey. Yeah, yeah I did is too. Is it going to matter who Griffin picks in the grand scheme of things? No, I don't think it matters. It, it, look, it, I don't think their season is going to hinge on having Sloan or, or Ramsey there. Yeah, that's a massive problem because if yeah. you can, that, that should be a defining decision, but the rest of the team is just so meh that I'm kind of like. Oh, it doesn't matter. You know, and, you know, you know, their biggest problem is Saints. Their, their biggest, you know, it's not a problem yet, but could be if Ben Hunt does an ACL. Hmm. Hmm. Ben Hunt, as much as he's been, and I've had to, I've had the boot into him as well a few times. Hmm. But uh, this is that that comes with the territory when you're the highest paid player, you know, in the club, and and one of the top three or four play, paid players in the comp. You expect results. Even if they're only personal results. Now Ben Hunt has produced those results in the last couple of years, but when he first got there, it looked a bit, you know, wishy washy. We didn't know if we we're going to get the best out of him. I think we probably have. We've gotten performances out of him that have changed games. Um, the only thing that a lot of people forget is Ben Hunt's best performances last year weren't in red and white; they were in maroon um, and, and and green and gold. And green and gold, so uh, Saints aren't getting value for money there. But that, that's neither here nor there for the moment. Everything hinges on Ben Hunt. Mm. We we lose Ben Hunt, and the Saints could finish last, second last, third last. If they don't lose Ben Hunt, I say they finish thirteenth. Wow. Yeah, that's a yeah. We'll go to the tiers at the end, but yeah, it's yeah. in that second tier of of sort of where we'll categorise some sides. Uh, there's a there's a thing that came to me when I was putting this list together and just talking points. What's what's the last can't miss prospect in the forwards that you guys had? Because if you go back to like when your team got put together, there was a couple of players coming through that were like can't miss. There was Luke Bailey, there was Ben Cray, Jason Riles. They're just three that come yeah. to mind, all right? You had a bunch of young up and coming forwards who you just knew were going to be playing. At a high level, what's mm. the last one that the Saints have had? That's actually probably Josh Kerr. 
Probably Josh Kerr. But he's not in that. But, but he's but he's but he's never gone on to the the look. Josh Kerr before he play, before he debuted in NRL played All Stars, and it yeah, wasn't just as a gimme. He, he was All-Stars. I know, but he was he was mate. I was at the game that he played against the Maori All Stars, and he was good. And I'm yeah. thinking, you beauty, Saints have got one here. Never really gone on. Never never really. That was the same game that I believe Latrell Latrell. Was it that game that he kicked the field goal? Mm. May, may not have been. Um, but anyway, it was a Maori All-Stars uh, and the Indigenous All-Stars in Melbourne probably about four years ago. And um, he was really good in that game. And I thought, oh, great, great prospect. I'll tell you now that, that I got the games mixed up. That was the game for Fafita basically um, just tore them apart, yeah. David Fafita. Um Unbelievable. Made some of the best runs I've ever seen in a game of footy. Um, anyway, but yeah, to answer your question, mate, I I can't think. Um, Jack DeBellin? Yeah. I think it, like, because I'm just, I'm just looking at a rugby league project to work out who debuted, all right? Yeah. These are the debutants. That doesn't mean that they necessarily didn't play elsewhere beforehand, but just according to the thing. I'm looking through. Uh, it was. Molo and Ruben last year, Amone, Fangai, Jaden Hunt, Sloan, Ramsey, Sullivan, etc., etc. Kerr was 2019. Uh, Reese Robson's probably the best prospect that you've had come through in the forward. We'll let him go. And you let, let him, him go. go. Ex-Australian uh, ex- schoolboy, by the way. Laurie was the year before that. Okay, here's, here's, here's the guy. This is the bloke. Luciano is probably the best one you've had. Yeah. And you let him go pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Host debuted that year as well. Uh, looking back, I'm looking back. I'm still Jack Stop. Uh, no. Yeah. 2011. 2011. You had DeBellin and McKinnon debut. Yeah. Marin. Probably, you know, Marin. Marin's probably the 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 biggest name before that. Marin and Pryor. Um, but but in the last five years, the, the player that we let go was Reese Robson. Yeah. Um, he and like I say, he's an ex Australian schoolboy, and they let him go. Now they obviously let him go because they thought they probably looked at who they'd just bought. Um, you know the hookers that they had coming online from other clubs and whatnot, and probably thought, well, there's another two years left in this kid before we can really get a result out of him, so we'll let him go. I think they'd do almost anything to have him back now. But you, you'd heard about him coming through. I'd heard about him. Yeah, yeah absolutely, through. absolutely. The talk was like, "This is the guy." Yeah, he's the next. And big they brought McCullough in. Thanks, yeah. Griffin's biscuits. Uh, but well, that's they also that, had yeah. they also had um, what's his face? Um, uh, went to went to Cronulla. What's his name? Came from South to St George. McInnes. That's it. That's why they let him McInnes. go. Then McInnes, McInnes did his knee. Yeah, uh, but they moved him. They already moved him to lock by that stage. He was he was kind of playing a bit of second row. Anyway, um, but I yeah. thought that underscored where Saints are at. Yeah, haven't had a decent forward prospect in five years. Yeah, Something and we like also that. really haven't had uh, we we haven't retained or sorry we haven't signed or retained um, the players we needed to. You know, um, which which comes down to coaching and identifying and and blooding players and bringing them through. And you know, 
look, Coach Griffin is like like I said in the last podcast about when I talked about Adam O'Brien. Griffin's got his finger on the panic button, mate. We don't see yeah. the best moves from the coach when they're panicking and when they know yeah. that their time is coming. You know, when your five hundred thousand dollar a year job is just about to disappear from under you, you'll do anything you can to try and hold on to that job. Mm. So that means you'll play people out of position. You'll play people that are busted a little bit. You'll take chances that you normally wouldn't. You know, you'll start needling players up, um, and the players are the ones that suffer in the end. The coach will either stay or not, but the the, the players are the ones that suffer um, when coaches get desperate, and the club suffers too. Um, this is why a lot of clubs fire a coach before he gets to the desperation stakes. Yeah. They say to it, they they look at him and go, "You are not the guy for this club." Now, if anyone at St George can look at Griffin and say, "You're going to win us a competition in 2026 with a straight face," thinking that that's honestly the truth. I reckon they should stick their hand up and say and say how who they are and why they think it. Yeah. Because Griffin ain't winning no competitions, mate. He's a coach that's under fire. He's a coach that's that's you know we've seen his recruitment policies. They ain't going to change. He's yeah. buying old blokes. You know he's trying to put fires trying to put spot fires out everywhere with no real solid plan. And and that may not be totally his fault. He was probably bought in on a very short timeline saying hey. Mm. Yeah. Turn this around. See, it comes down to the, the message they get in the beginning. If you can turn this mess around uh, and win more games than Paul McGregor, we'll re-sign you. So straight away, straight away, he's under the pump. Who do we need? Oh, we need a front rower. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Aaron Woods. We'll bring it. How about how about Aaron Woods? How about Francis Molo? Well, oh, who else can we? Oh, get? He played. He played you know? Origin for five minutes. I mean, we'll get him. So, like, yeah. And so, so straight away, he's under the pump, making poor decisions from pressure that probably wasn't even his pressure to deal with. Yeah. But he's, you know? uh, this is the other part of it, Cogsmith. He's not going to say no. Of course he's not because you know? they're offering him half a million dollars a year. That's the hard bit know? here is that he's on a hide into nothing in a lot of respects. And the underscore for me is Saints haven't looked like they're building to anything. Nothing. It's, as you say, it's the tread water. Can we stay yeah. in that zone? And I guess that brings us to the end of the podcast, which is, what tier do we have them in for 2023? Now, there's, uh, I've loosely put down three tiers. Now, 17 teams now. Uh, you got the one to four. So, pretty much the teams we think are going to be sitting very pretty in 2023. So, they finish one to fourth. Uh, then you got your five to tenth in that zone of they should be in the finals if things go their way and they should contend. Then you got 11 to 14, which are teams that, probably just aren't quite there yet. And then you've got your cellar dwellers, which is 15 to 17. You said 13th, I think, earlier in the yeah. podcast, didn't you? Are you going to stick yep. with that? Yeah, I'm sticking with that. I say 13th. Somewhere between 13th. I don't think they're right down there with the bottom, bottom, but they're not far from it. They're not far from it. It's a, it's a, a painful process that we've seen. I know we've only got three or four minutes left, yep. but it's a painful process that we've seen Canterbury go through a little bit and other clubs, a coach needs to go there and say, and, and whoever's interviewed for the next job should say, listen, guys, please do not expect us to finish anywhere near the top 10 for the next two years. I need to clean out and I need a five-year deal. You know, um, I'll start off on a three, but I want an extension as long as I'm hitting the numbers that I'm going to tell you about now because – there is no quick fix 
There's no quick fix when you're not when you, like you said before, when there's no juniors that have come through that you've been able to identify. That is, there, there's no quick fix. You need to start at the bottom. You need to recruit a couple of, you know, Dale Finucane style players or or Bateman style players to come in and change the attitude a little bit because there's obviously a little bit of an attitude change needed. But there's also talent. You you can't win competitions just on attitude. You need talent. And, you know, for, for them to they, – they need to clean out the roster of nobodies, keep the ones that are going to be somebodies or, or, or have, have showing signs of it, and just reboot. And, and, then, and then the St. George fans just need to hold on for two or three years until they start to see, you know, green shoots coming up out of the ground. And that's when, you know, you might be able to get excited again. But I don't see Saints – personally, I, I don't see Saints – vying for a competition, um, even if they were to reboot tomorrow until at least 2026. Yeah. I can't see it next. I can't see it this year in terms of even no way. a top eight. There's no way. Forget premiership. But I look at that 13 and I go, it's okay. It's not the worst thing you've ever seen, but there's no competition for those spots, apart from really the Correct. fullback gig and maybe, maybe at hooker. But the back row is, it's okay. But there's nobody saying, "Get me in the team." There's no one pushing. There's no and one pushing them. And you need that. You've got to have that. And mm. you know, I think we wrap it up with the fact that we're sitting here going, "It doesn't matter between Ramsey <gasps> and Sloan. Who's at fullback?" No, it's that's, it's that's look, not good for, when for, they're when they're pretty much two best prospects. You know, for me, mate, as, as a as a long time St George fan, uh, it's disappointing. But you know what? Um, just like the sun goes down, it's just another day, another year. And until we get a decent board or a football, um, uh, the, the football club starts to sort things out, nothing will change. It'll just be the same. Yeah. It is what it is. For the record, I've got them. Oh, I wanted to put them in the, in the cellar dweller category, but I'll put them, I'll put them down in sort of 14 in that 11 to 14 bracket. But having said yeah. that dragons fans, I had Brisbane stone motherless last, last year. So, um, if I've got you low, you're going high. So that's episode uh, 277, the Dragons Deep Dive. Cox Smith, I've enjoyed that. Um, yep. It's good to see that, that Dragons passion. Sorry, that's St. George of the War passion. Come back to the surface. Uh, mm. I look forward to uh, talking about another team next time on the British Show. Take us out, mate. Let's do it again in a few days, mate. I'll talk to you soon. Pepsi. Not the British Show. Show? You've been sleeping over there. Pepsi. <laughs>